Hello and welcome back to the Specky and Paul Talk Detailing Podcast. We are the Schumacher and Mansell of the UK detailing community. This is episode two of season two, a chat with Andy Miles of Miles Drive. My name is Specky McSporran and I'm joined as usual by my good friend and co-host Paul Dolden. Hello and welcome back to another assault on the eardrums from us too. Uh, this week I am actually in the Pratt Cave, uh, but I have got to mention a quick word from our sponsor, um, Polypile. You might be asking yourself, who the hell is Polypile? Well, you know what, you know Polyfiller, yeah? Hang on, that's not how it normally works. It normally works where you say, you may be asking yourself, and then I have to ask you. And then this time round, you didn't wait for me to ask you, so right. I can never really tell what the hell you're doing from episode to episode. Carry on, as do your own thing. Let me start again. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. No, just right. keep going with it. Keep, keep roll with it, roll with it. You may be asking yourself, what the hell is Polypile? <laughs> What the hell is polypile? Do I really want to know? Very, very similar to polyfiller, which fills cracks. <laughs> right, so this fills I'll fill in piles. the cracks. I'll fill the cracks in for you, mate. You know I've been suffering a Go little bit on. lately with something. And I don't really want to explain it to the listeners, but, you know, it's a bit personal. Well, I found this new cream. And guess what? They've sponsored us. Polypile have now sponsoring us. I got twelve vats of it in the in the Pratt cave. There's loads of it. Stings a stings a bit though, and don't get it in your eyes either. I was gonna say you're probably putting it up your nose. You didn't realize what you had the hell to do with it. <laughs> it's great. It's brilliant. I did try polyfiller, but that ended kind of in casualty and uh, took a lot of hairs away. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> anyway, at least you would have had a, an amazing mold of your crack. So there's that. <laughs> Indeed, I would. Uh, Anyway, yeah. Let, uh, enough let, foul tasting. Don't taste it. Don't Christ. Don't put it in your mouth. Don't do that. Enough of this disgusting, <laughs> disgusting adverts for for Polypile. Thanks, Polypile, for sponsoring us. On with this week's uh, podcast, and we've got an amazing guest, haven't we? Yeah, this is something I'm really looking forward to because, amazingly, you know, Andy and I have never actually spoken properly to each other. It's always been via DMs or comments, things like that. He's been an incredible supporter of the channel and the podcast and all of our content for a very long time. So I'm really looking forward to actually chatting to him when we put something out on our Instagram asking people who would you suggest that we have on we had a few people mentioning andy so we thought right he's already beyond been on the list for quite some time so let's take this opportunity and get a chat to him but before we do we've got to get the news out of the way and it's it's huge news it's massive are you ready for it kind of i finally put out a new video get in <laughs> come on it that. has been, it's been months. Years. Like, some, some, some might say years. <laughs> it was, it was, it come felt, on. It felt this like was, it. This was a close contest. This was, was Paul going to put a turtle wax video out or was Specky going to bring any videos <laughs> out? Yeah, well, you know what? There was, if there was money on it, I still would have put money on myself, to be perfectly honest, because you and Turtle Wax, I think you're you're actually going to run a challenge now just to see how long you can get away with not putting a video out. I think that's going to be it. Um, yeah, I finally got my video out. I'm I'm so pleased. Uh, I really needed it. So I actually filmed two videos in one day, pushing the boat out. But uh, the next one's coming out uh, in the next weekend, I believe. So this one was about tire cleaners because it's a 
a popular product at the moment. Lots of people uh, have been using them. Lots of people don't really know too much about them. So it was trying to figure out what they're actually all about. Are they effective? Let's put four of them against each other and see how they go. It has also led to some very interesting comments about alternative products, what other people are using, what they have used in the past and what they're going to be using in the future. So very, very interesting. It's going to lead to a follow-up video now because there's been quite a bit of interest in this. So chuffed a bits to have had that video out. Um, also, we've had some interesting deliveries recently, haven't we? Oh, very, very interesting deliveries. Um, I had one today, actually, from Pro D, uh, Pro Detailing, Gary, and the guys at uh, Gion, or Guyon, however we want to say it. Uh, I won a competition at Christmas. Nobody says Guyon, by the way. They do. They do now. Um, <laughs> Gion. Um, and they, we've, had, we've both had the same, kind of the same deliveries from the, the wonderful guys at Pads for You UK. Is that right? Pads for... Pads for Detailing. That's it. I, do you know what I'm like with names? <laughs> which, and culture. One from culture as well, which is the um, ceramic. And all this is... Um, you mean cultured? No, culture. As in club. <laughs> Um, Culture Club, yeah, yeah. 80s uh, reference, and, yay. yeah, and all this is down to the wonderful Johnny, Johnny Shield detailing, and um, we're going to be soon yep. shooting some sort of content, either Instagram or via um, YouTube, getting some videos out there with the pads, I'm going to try and tie it in with my Into Detailing stuff, because I've got the new polisher or the Into Detailing DA, so I can marry it up with that and get twice yeah. as much content out there, so that's going to be really good. Um, nice. Very nice, and also I forgot to mention this actually. Uh, you sent me a lovely Christmas present, didn't you? That the the mug suggesting I had no hair, uh, and shopped uh, in all and shopped in all of it a lot, which I find absolutely slanderous. Uh, and then somebody else did the same thing, so I've now got twin baldy mugs, which is interesting because <laughs> I can give one of the mugs to my wife, and that could mean a number of things, really. So um, <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> all in the great, all in the best possible taste, obviously. Uh, and of that course. was from yeah, and that was from. Um, Lee at Kudos Valentin. Bless him, very nice of him. Yeah, we got those pads. So a selection of uh, polishing pads, different uh, sizes and styles. I, I, th I believe I got a microfiber. I can't remember if it was a cutting or a finishing pad. I've got a couple of uh, larger foam pads and a couple of three-inch foam pads. So I'm really looking forward to giving these a try. Just to, he's looking for feedback on these. The coating, I'm really interested from from cultured coating. This is a paint and glass coating. Now I've never worked with a proper actual dedicated coating before. I've used sort of light versions of coatings you know or, or light light very diet versions usually something sprayable with a ceramic sort of base uh so this is going to be really exciting this is an actual little glass bottle of a coating uh and a little microfiber applicator to go with it i'm genuinely excited to give it a try i think it's going to be tried on my dad's car to be perfectly honest because I need to keep chopping and changing products on the car, on my car, too often. So his car will be a better idea of a, a sort of longer lasting uh, test bed for me. So I'm looking forward to that. We also got a couple of uh, bottles, uh, a bottle each from G3 Pro, the uh, all-in-one polish. Which brings me on to my next delivery, which I, I don't know how I forgot because the box is right next to my leg. God, I'm useless. Um, I got the G3 compound, which is, yes, the all-in-one polish, Restore, which is... Uh, next to me 
And then the wonderful Tim at Envy Car Care, I mentioned this last time on the podcast, rather than just sending the citrus down, he sent down a number of other products, including the shampoo, the detailer, and the tar remover. I think there's something else in there as well. But they're, they're rather big bottles as well. He didn't, he didn't muck about. So I've got that coming. Very Unfo- nice. Yeah, very, very nice of him. Unfortunately, I've not been able to get any content done of late, and I'm really angry at myself because I've just been too tired because I'm... I did put a little bit out on my social media saying about sleep deprivation. I'm really struggling at the moment. I'm not sleeping properly at all, which has made me even more of a miserable git than I already was before I didn't have any sleep, which is just level nine. So luckily enough, I've managed to get some sleep in the last couple of days, so I should be back doing YouTube hopefully next week, if that makes any sense. Excellent. Yes, that's all my right. news. Very good. Yeah. Uh, what else is interesting? Remember a while ago, it was uh, towards the tail end of last year, actually, we were talking about Wowos and how they had been sold off. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the brand had disappeared and we weren't sure what was going on. Fraser had decided to sell off Wowos and, and I believe the chemicals with it, or at least the, the formulations, perhaps. So I reached out. I noticed that Wowos were were posting from their Instagram page, so I reached out to them and I said, "Hey guys, what's going on? You, you know, you, what's what's happening?" Clearly included in the purchase was access to all of the social medias and things like that. So we we got talking and they said, "Yes, they are going to be getting back together. They are moving their premises. So they used to be in Glasgow, but the chaps that have purchased the company, uh, most of them are actually you won't believe this, they're in Aberdeen." So this is a a big deal for me. So they have secured a location, a premises in Aberdeen. I'm not 100% sure where it is. But uh, I did say that uh, I'd be getting in touch with them to kind of talk about the the future of the brand and what's going on with products and, you know, existing lines of stock. And possibly, because they are near to me, I might get a chance to go and visit them as well. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see. It's good to know that Although the brand was gone for a while, it's not dead. It's been resurrected. Someone else yes. is taking yeah. it on. Uh, you know, we, we wish anybody who does this, we wish them all the very best. We we want good brands on the scene and we support that kind of thing. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens with the brand in the future. So that was something I, I meant to talk about before and I forgot all about. So there's that. Uh, recently, I had a, an interesting live chat. I joined a live chat as part of Johnny Shields' podcast, uh, myself and Vicky joined Johnny for a chat with Phil Miranda. And I will say this, Phil is such a lovely guy. He like, is a, he's, he's such a nice guy. He really is a gentleman, he's, isn't he? He's like too nice for his own good. He's such... He's a gem. He's a sweetheart. He really is. He's so lovely. Yep. Uh, even though I, I did ask him if he looks like... If, if if other people had maybe mentioned, possibly, that he looks like Buzz Lightyear. Who said um, that? Who would... <laughs> that's ridiculous. Had shame on them. How rude. He does, doesn't he? Who would ask such a thing? He does look like... I can't... I, every time I see him, I just want to pull the back of his head or his back and just pull that cord. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. You know. Well, that's what he said. He said he, he gets told he either looks like Buzz Lightyear or Woody from Toy Story. He's interchangeable, uh, which is really funny. But um, amazingly, Vicky, in her incredible sharp uh, wit there, she said, um, she said, wait a minute, he might look like Buzz Lightyear, but you look like Big Al from Toy Story with Big Al's toy barn. 
And I just thought, oh my god, if I was like slightly more bald, it would actually be me. So um, yeah, she she got me with an epic burn there. To be perfectly honest, That's if you have nasty. a look on Johnny Shields' uh, Instagram nasty. page right now, mm. he put up a, a wee video um, with basically Big Al's head over the top of my body. So Ooh. yeah, thanks for that, Johnny. Corker. But it was a good laugh. It was really good. It was really talk- great to talk to uh, to Phil there and uh, just great to be part of it. It was a really good, enjoyable chat. One last thing. Me and you, you and I, us, us yes. lads, yes, the bros, yes. Yes. We're, we're getting involved with something uh, a little bit scientific here now. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yes, that that is news, isn't it? I wasn't really going to say much news. about that, but um, yeah, you can. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, apparently we're allowed to talk about this, so let's talk about it. Okay. So Bert from uh, the PVD magazine, that Pro Valitor Detailer magazine, got in touch with us and asked if we'd like to take part in an upcoming mega test. This is for inclusion in the magazine, which will be launched around the time of Wax Stalker. I think it's going live at wax stock yeah i believe so, it is yeah <clears throat> what they're doing is they want to find out if graphene has a real place in the detailing scene so they have worked with angel wax in glasgow to develop three different uh, basically sets of waxes uh, one is a purely natural wax an organic one another is a wax with a ceramic base included and another has graphene but what's interesting about them is they all look feel and smell the same we as testers will be sent two of the three that they're going to be putting out Uh, we don't know which ones are going to be they're going to be unmarked other than a number that only the pvd guys will actually know which is which and we're going to be testing them in our own way. We've got we're going to be able to include this on our social medias. We're going to be able to put this on our YouTube and so on if we want to. And we're going to have to test these however we see fit. And we're going to take some pictures and we're going to have a bit of a write up and this is all going to be sent into PVD for inclusion in the uh the the issue that's coming out in June. So, I'm really looking forward to this because I I always look forward to any kind of really scientific testing an opportunity to get my lab coat on and get my science head on and test them in different ways so i'm genuinely looking forward to this not just because of the excitement factor but this is going to be a proper double blind test where we should be able to see with all the information and all the feedback from all the testers if graphene is actually worthwhile yeah i think it'll put a lot of things to rest wouldn't it it'll answer a lot of questions about the the buzzword the the um some might say BS, you know. It's um, it's been around for a while, and I've I've got graphene products here, and I've still not blimmin' tested them because I've just been snowed under with other things. And um, it would be nice to get into into some proper testing, rather than just testing one product and going, yeah, it was all right, but yeah, but actually do a side by tide blind testing. That'd be great. Yeah, looking forward to side that. Side by tide, I love that. Yeah, is, is that is that a Mersey thing? Is that uh, no side by side? You it's your hearing. You, you've got earwax. Um, <laughs> one more thing, a little bit of news. Um, I've been exchanging emails with a, a certain company, Fuso. Um, Fuso got in touch with me. Um, th- th- that's not the company. That's not the company. It is Fuso. It's called Soft No. Fuso is the product. The company is well, Soft Ninety Nine. I, mean. I just call them Fuso because if I say Soft Ninety Nine, <laughs> I just think of ice cream. It gets very confusing. <laughs> 
And I start looking. I just go back into my in- inbox and put ice cream, and I can't find an email. So I just play Sofu. So no, yeah, the soft guys. Yeah, you say soft guys, even worse. It just sounds like a lot of soft people. No, no. Is it, do you know how it is? Do you know what it is in Japanese? It's soft QQ. QQ is is ninety nine. Soft ninety nine. Just so you know. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be doing some reviewing for them. They're sending out a number of products, so that's coming because uh, they reached Wicked. out to me some some time ago. And it was through buying some of their brushes, funny enough, and I just put it on my story, and they just got in touch with me, so that was interesting. So I'm hooking up with those guys, which I've always wanted to try some of their products, so it's going to be quite exciting for me. It's going to be a busy, busy year yet again. Hang on. Wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that basically if I go and buy a keyring that has Lamborghini on it or Ferrari and I post that on my social media, they're going to get in touch and ask me if I went to review and, and have a, one of these cars sent to me. Um, if it was Corgi or Majorette um, <laughs> or, or maybe Tonka. Whoa, wait, Majorette? Or match, wow. Yeah, or, yeah or, or Matchbox, maybe. Um, but I think you <laughs> might be stretching it. Yeah, yeah, I think you might. Yeah, this was. I mean, th- this was ages ago. I put it on my story, and then they got, got in touch with me recently. So they must have. Been, they must be a little bit slow on their social media side of things. I'm slightly gutted because honestly, I, I thought that's what you were trying to get at. Buy something small, and they'll ask you if you want to try something big. You know, let me go and buy a, a Lamborghini wheel nut, and then the next thing, well, actually, you know, a Lamborghini wheel nut's probably more expensive than my entire Fiesta. By the way, I'm really gutted. My Fiesta. It failed its MOT and it's going to cost me over 700 quid to fix. I am now officially skint, by the way. So um, any and all donations Ouch. to the mm. Specky McSporran GoFundMe because I am now seriously broke. Uh, yep. Yeah, more of that next episode. Right, talking of broken things and old things, let's wheel him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we, we have to mention, first of all, that not everybody has studio quality mics like me and Paul. So Andy has connected, as you'll hear, with his Bluetooth headphones. Please don't worry about the sound quality. You'll still be able to hear him clearly. Welcome, Andy, and thank you very much for joining us. Hello. There he goes. So you've uh, you've been on the detailing scene for some time. Give us a bit of a, a background into your, your history with the detailing scene. Well, I'm... I'm 21 years of age and I've been detailing. <laughs> I've, I've been detailing for 30 years. So um, I, I was detailing before I was born. Um, right. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been around detailing for a very long time. I mean, we could go through my whole work history if you've got three hours. I would say... Just the crib notes. Yeah, yeah, just the crib notes. I, I would say... Becoming aware of detailing from a social media point of view was um, thanks to that uh, bald coot that you've got there. Um, sorry, so sorry, did you say coot? Coot. I thought you said, I thought you said, <laughs> coot. Oh, sorry, coot. Uh, I thought you said something else. This isn't after dark, <laughs> it's coot. <laughs> oh, sorry, um, I do apologise. That, that's the elderly hearing kicking in right there. But before, before that, yes, I mean, the, the same as I think every single person whether they like to admit it or not. I believe everyone that comes into this industry detailing, we all start by washing either our own family or somebody's car, right? So yeah. that's how I started. Always been involved in cars. So when I left school, I was a vehicle technician or mechanic, as people would say. And, and whilst I was in, I was, I was that 
well, I started as an apprentice when I left school. So I was within that industry car repair industry for 16 years. So I was able to spend two years in a body shop during that time. I also, as part of my job, used to apply the livery to the police cars, you know, like the, Paul would remember them as jam sandwich stripes, but for you, Specky, yep. you would rem- you you would Lemon know curve. like the, you would know well similar Battenberg livery, the yellow and the blue squares on the side. I remember jam sandwiches. <laughs> I'm not that young. So that's my background as such, and then various different industries. I've been a driving instructor. I've been a financial advisor. Um, but always cleaning cars in the background, always cleaning my own car. I know it sounds very boring and predictable, but I think everyone's been there. So th- then I was mobile for, for quite a while, or many years actually I was mobile, but I think it was more 2015, 2016 that I sort of started the mobile side full time. That's that's when really I, I sort of, once you start it full time, you, you obviously then need to try and get, obviously you need to try and get customers. You need to promote yourself. You need to advertise. So I was looking at social media and YouTube and everything else. And that's when Paul come up. Um, so that's when I was looking at his videos and, and the products. And, um, you know, when you're mobile valeting, really, it, it, believe it, it's, it's auto smart and auto glim. That's what most people were using. That's what I was using. Yeah. Uh, so Paul opened up different avenues to that, really, which then, you know, made me look into different brands. And, and every everybody also, this is another thing as well, everybody also goes through the process of trying different brands um, and different products and, and, and finding what works. Resulting of my mobile valeting, and becoming a member of the PVD that you mentioned earlier, Professional Valeters and Detailers Association. I then met up with Graham at Azuri Car Care, um, that has a big unit in Stevenage, and I linked up with him, started there doing one day, carrying on my mobile, then two days mobile, etc. Then sort of become contracted to Azuri full-time, was there for about two and a half three years i mean we if you if you check the instagram we was doing some amazing cars i worked with graham in the early days of that and it, and it built up we we was detailing and ppf paint protection film 300 350 cars a year okay wow. so initially it started off with me and graham then graham took on uh, freelance ppf staff and then another detailer as well so at our peak uh, before the COVID crash as such, um, there, there was some real cars going through there. We was working very long hours to get all that done, believe you me. Yeah. But then after that, uh, another good friend of mine, Affa, who's now NVN London, um, he had a unit in Letchworth, so he was moving to NVN London. So he gave me the opportunity to take over uh, where his lease was coming to an end, so I renewed the lease. So I was able to move into a ready-made detailing unit, albeit small, a lot smaller than Azuri, because um, it's sort of only one and a half cars you could fit in there, if you can fit half a car in there, but I think you'll know what I mean. So, yeah. and that's where I am now. So that was quite a thing to, to be able to kind of get your leg up on your own then. 
kind of landed on your feet there, uh, being able to to jump straight into a detailing studio because I think that in itself must be a hell of a thing to try and set up if you move into a unit yourself to get it the way you need it to be, you know, and, and you're kind of being handed it <laughs> on a plate there must have been so much better for you to just hit the ground running then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from day one, when I got the keys, I could have had a car in there from day one and worked. So um, part of what, I mean, there was a financial arrangement as well, but AFA left me the power washer, left me all the furniture, the floor was down, the lighting was there, the walls were already painted. So I I think quite unique, to be honest. You, You don't see much of it that I was able to move straight in. And and consequently, when, when AFA contacted me whilst I was still at Azuri, it was an opportunity I couldn't turn down. It, I mean, at Azuri, me and Graham, we parted on good terms. Um, there, there was no issues. There's no drama. Um, it was just an opportunity to be able to do something on my own locally and without massive investment into the unit. Yeah. I think I think that's what a lot of people aspire to, Andy. I think you know I've known many people that have been mobile, and then I know Boyd, my mate that works where he works. He's got he rents a space. You know, yep. he looked into the rents, and we we spoke about this on the phone about the the price of leasing, and it's it's astronomical. You've got to really turn over a lot of work to make it worthwhile. So I think the the opportunity was there, and you grab grab it with both hands is is something to be proud of, really. And it was obviously meant to be, wasn't it? At the end of the day. I think so, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm quite again. It's quite unique where I am. It's a, it's what they class as a business starter unit. So um, the costs are very reasonable indeed. The space I really can only work well. I can only work on one car at a time. So timing is quite critical. Of when someone drops a car off, you know, one car goes out, the other car comes in. I, I don't have the luxury of being able to store cars within the unit as such, you know, whilst one's being worked on. But that that really is the only negative. No, I think if you can work if you can work around a, like a timetable like that, it keeps you kind of strict and it keeps you know where you are, don't you? You know exactly what you're doing then with with time frames. Yeah, in a way, and that's 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 something that me and Graham we, we worked on at Azuri. It's about efficiency and although you know azuri you you could get 10 vehicles in that size unit but nonetheless the the problem at azuri was because of the quantity of cars that we had uh, the problem was actually logistics of moving them around within the unit and which one you're going to work on next with with me it's it's just a matter of the logistics of the bookings that's all and and you know a car car to be collected at this time and another car comes in half an hour afterwards but as I say, that it's not really a problem, is it? Do you ever get an issue where you know someone gets the well, they can't meet their their time because if you're having to work things around, pick up and drop off in order to figure out where cars are going, do you ever get a, a situation where someone's late picking up a car and that knocks on to when you start on another car or anything like that? Do you ever have any issues where timings your you know your timings but not everybody can match your timings that you need yeah it it can happen now and again uh, quite fortunate as well in the sense that as as well as the unit you know having an alarm and cctv etc the entrance to the industrial estate 
has locked gates of an evening, of a night as well. So the, the worst case scenario is that a car, if a car comes in late as such, it, 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 there's, there's a few logistical errors, but really all it's resulted in, Specky, really, is is me having to work later. So a, a, yeah. a car's... A car's so if if a car arrives before if a car arrives before the car in the unit has gone out, then the car is perfectly safe outside whilst I'm in the unit, and then yeah. you know the car that's finished goes out, and then the other one goes back into the unit. So I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the real the only problem is is that it just results in longer hours for me. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And what when you talked about the fact that you used to work with Azuri, so. Mm. Obviously, you had certain uh, relationships with clients and things like that. Did you ever have any issues when you started up on your own? Because I know from some people that I've known in the past where they've worked together with somebody, Mm. then they've decided to split ways and do their own thing. You know, there's that whole, you're poaching my customers sort of thing. Did you ever have any issues like that? Or has it been, you know, has it been less of an issue than I would imagine? Unfortunately, I haven't had a... Azuri's customers. <laughs> um, so, not really. We're, we're sort of so Azuri's in Stevenage. I'm in Letchworth. So we're in neighbouring towns, but I think we're far enough away. Um, and I've done some high-end cars. Azuri is is certainly high-end cars. That's their target market. Um, I I can accommodate high-end cars, but because of my lower running costs and things, I'm able to accommodate, you know, rough old vehicles like Ford Fiestas and things, you know, and, and Skodas and things Ooh, like that. that. So um... <laughs> That was a scathing right. remark. Get him right off. There. Get him so, off. Right. Yeah. Where's Unplug the him. mute button? Let me, just, let me just get this thing here. Uh, I, he's off. I, he's gone. But, yes. But today, I saw that white so, Fiesta. You, post, you, you posted it on Instagram. Yeah, I know. Well, desperate times for desperate times. Um, so, to to be honest, Craig. T- sorry, I can't call you Craig. Can I, Specky? To be you could. Yeah, people know my name's Craig. It's okay. It's fine. Craig or Specky is okay. To be honest, I don't think there's been any, been any conflict at all. Um, I I certainly haven't had Ferraris and McLarens queuing up outside, um, and I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Azuri wouldn't be too keen on run-of-the-mill Fiestas queuing up outside theirs either. So uh, there he goes again. Think... <laughs> run-of-the-mill <laughs> stuff. Excuse me. I think, He's dropping the think, F-bomb. So I, I think we can complement each other. I, I'm, there hasn't been any issues. You know, Paul knows me. You know me. Tell it as it is. If there had been, I would certainly yeah. tell you. Yeah, tell it as it is. Absolutely. You know, like I could be nice about this Fiesta, but no, I'm going to say... So, you know, thanks for well, that. Well, it was a Fiesta <laughs> Vignali, Vignali, so it was like, you know, it's top of the range Fiesta. Hang on, there's a difference between top of the range and run of the mill, you know? Come on. You just you you you're just you're you're painting the entire thing with this one massive brush. How very dare you. Could have been worse. Could have been a diesel. <laughs> you don't you don't you even go there. How very dare you. Can I just can I just chime in here? Our listeners are listening to this. No. All right, okay. That means yes. Um, <laughs> when Andy talks about high-end cars, we're obviously talking about McLarens and, and Lamborghinis and that sort of the super in, uh, supercar market. But what people don't realise is that if you're using the same skill set on 
whether it's a Fiesta or maybe some rubbish old Skoda, um, it's the same skill set, and isn't it? It's just a lot of people get confused. They just think, oh, detailing is all about high-end cars, but it isn't, isn't it? I think the challenge is, is the worse it is, like some sort of battle bus comes in, it's a bigger challenge for you as a detailer. Absolutely, Paul. And to, to be honest, when I when I first started at Azuri and McLaren Hatfield um, opened up and we had the opportunity to work on McLaren motor cars, when the first one come in and I got it on the ramp, I was literally, right, even with my experience, I was literally like, what do I do? What do I do? It's a McLaren. Oh, my God, it's a McLaren. What do I do? Um, yeah, and star, you just, starstruck. Yeah, you just do exactly what you do on any other car. And to be honest, the McLarens, the quality of the paintwork certainly back then was absolutely awful from factory. So there was, a, there was actually more work to do on the paint than there would be on a Ford Fiesta specs. So, but it was the, yeah, I think starstruck actually is a, is a, is a really good word for it. But the reality is it, it's a car, it's paintwork, it's lacquer. You just remove the defects, depending on the budget of the customer, and then crack on with it, really. So what you're trying to tell me here is that um, my my Fiesta, my run-of-the-mill diesel Fiesta, ha probably has better paint than a McLaren. Uh, not now you've washed it, no. Come on! <laughs> you get, honest to God, I'm trying to find little wins here, and I'm getting shot down. Every, I, 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 I said to you, to I, I said to you, put him lower on the list, and you wouldn't believe me. I <laughs> said, so don't put him at the top, get him really low, like smash the glass. If you really need to get that guest on, smash the glass and get him on. I know. I, I I didn't listen to your one as I thought to myself. I, uh, no, he's well, not, he's you, not you never listen, like that. You never listen to me. But there you go. No, I, I swear to God, you sound like my missus. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I am your missus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair. To be fair, you're just as close. So, um, with that in mind, then, Andy. So you you've obviously you've had your experience. Yeah. Um, you, by the way, you do you talk about the fact that you you don't do high end cars, but you do lots of fantastic cars we see jags and land rover products and all sorts going through so i wouldn't exactly call those low end i think you're you're misselling yourself or you're underselling yourself because you often post and i like what you do on instagram by the way when you get a new car in you hold up the key in front of it and show this is what the the next car is and things i love little things like that because it it drives the intrigue for me, and I think, oh, what's he got now? And it's a, <clears throat> it's a Land Rover key, for example, and it's an Evoque or something, or it's a proper Range Rover or something. And I'm always looking forward to looking for the, the, the turnaround and see what you've done with mm. that. So I, I do think you undersell yourself there, because those just because those are not McLarens and Ferraris and Lamborghinis does not mean that they are specifically low-end cars, you know? Uh, I think it's the, the executive end is what we're looking at. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But for me, a car's a car. and Unless it's a Fiesta. Yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the Instagram for me is, is, is like a portfolio of the work that I've done, and that's, that's mm -hmm. where it ends. So I don't get too hooked up in it. I, I, I try and support as many guys as I can on the Instagram, like I have with the YouTube, especially, you know, you guys. Um, that I feel, and, and I want to get this in today actually, is that you, you've done a lot to promote the word detailing because it's important to get it out there to as many people as possible. And I, and I think that's where I'm coming from in that it helps. In that if 
if the car owner whose pride and joy is a Ford Focus or a Vauxhall Corsa or whatever it is, but they want the paintwork to show its true colour, to have it protected. It could be a wax, if you like. It could be ceramic coating. It could have a front end protected with paint protection film, whatever it is. But it's, it's, it's important... It's important not to just concentrate on those supercar owners. It has to be across the board. And yeah, I, 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 I've done a McLaren. I've done Porsches. I've done, I, I'm fortunate enough to get lots of new cars in. But often, often the, the customer's reaction from their pride and joy, like the guy with the Ford Fiesta that wanted it, he wanted it ceramic, he wanted it protected. And when he comes to collect it and bear in mind that car was only six months a year old and only done about 1500 miles so he doesn't do a lot of he doesn't do a lot of mileage in it but it's it's a very important car for him for for him to say to me that it looks better than when he collected it from the showroom you know mm, it, job, it means a lot whether it yeah whether it's a fiesta or whether it's a mclaren you know, it, yeah. it, it's important. And he's got, he's probably going to keep that car for many, many years, whereas the supercar owner, they may only keep their car for a year, a couple of years, maybe less. So, you know, it, it, it's all swings and roundabouts. So you, you're absolutely right, Craig. It, it's it, All of the cars are important. All of the customers are important. And it's your ability to be able to um, fulfill the customer's expectations, whether they've got a Fiesta or whether they've got a McLaren. Yeah. So you talked about when you started out, it was all auto smart and auto gloom uh, as a product. But obviously, through your time working on different cars of different levels, um, how how did you come to settle on the products that you now use as your regulars? What what did you what did you switch to that you find is is working for you the best, and why why those? Yeah, so I, I mean, when we was at Azuri, it was G Technic. So I've, I've been fortunate enough to use all the all the brands of ceramics, all the major brands, the Car Pro, mm. the, the the Guyons, and the uh, the the G Technics, um, and 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 things like oh, this. Guyon. So um, never heard of them myself. But um, <laughs> so when I when I took on the unit, it was important. I felt to have a uh, a brand and so you know one of the brands that i'm with is igl um igl yeah. coatings which are malaysian um not as big in this country as they are um in america let's say but you know very good products very good ceramic products maintenance ranger products uh even a, a little bit more on the expensive side so that that doesn't really fit with my business model of where I am. Um, so my my range of maintenance products that I use on a day to day basis is is garage therapy. Ooh. Well, I was I was going to mention garage therapy because you've worked um, quite closely with Maz and Rog regarding their latest ceramic products. Uh, I saw that you were you were working with them and testing them and. And so how did you end up, I mean, you'll already know Paul and I are massive fans of the Garage Therapy range. Yeah. How did you end up working with them and, and how did you, 
like how did they fit with you what was it about their products that, that clicked with you and you said this is how, this is what i want this is what i need so i was aware of garage therapy through your channels you and paul's whilst i was at azuri but i whilst i was at azuri because my miles drive as such was on was on hold i had no no use for or or I had an interest in products, but had no no um, reason to try different products or use different products. So I'd never tried mm -hmm. Garage Therapy. Um, so I bought a couple of their products myself um, and tried them. I think I bought the Quick Detailer and the Decom Wash. That's what I bought um, yep. and was impressed with it. So then I reached out to Maz. Maz got on the phone to me for about three hours and um <laughs> that sounds like maz <laughs> he likes he likes talk, to chat yeah <laughs> talks me through the products um he also come down to the unit because we're only about 20 25 minutes away from each other yeah and we hit it off and we got on really well we've actually become really good friends um so you know i go down to their new unit now and again but because of because of my experience what Mads picked up on very quickly was that, you know, although they had developed their ceramic range, um, because of my experience with all the different brands and the and the amount of cards that I have coated, because this is another thing, just digressing slightly, you could be in the industry many, many years, but what about how many cars that you've done? What 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 quantity of cars have you done? And I was fortunate enough whilst I was at Azuri, to have, to have worked on um, either with another detailer or myself with a large number of cars. I mean, you know, let's just think how many cars would a detailer work on a year? Let's say, let's say they worked on one a week, mm. you know, then you can do the maths. They might work on 48, 50 cars a year. Well, in, in two and a half years, there was, there was, many many cars you know we're talking over 450 cars yeah so if you equate that to time so maz picked up on that very quickly um and then was giving me the ceramic coatings to try how, how they applied using it this way that way and whatever else and 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 in in some form that although maz wanted his own professional accredited section within the garage therapy framework i think with their professional only coating typhon as soon as i started using that you know my feedback to him was yeah it's usable but you need to be experienced to use it because you could you could if you're inexperienced with coatings get in trouble with it um yeah that's not saying it's a bad coating it's actually the best not just saying this it, it's the best coating that i've ever applied and the best finish that i've ever seen but consequently, it takes a bit of skill and experience to be able to get the best from it. In other words, not to get in trouble with it on application. That's fair enough. But I guess that, that that's part of why companies like that do things like accreditation and so on, because they want to make sure that you are able to get the best from it, because it doesn't work for them if if you're trying a product, if you applied something and people come back and say, well, it failed. You know, the last thing they want is to to hear people complaining about it and saying it's it's not good when it was down to you, the installer, who didn't do it right. So I I totally get why companies are doing that, and it's interesting because 
I've been keeping a track of of what's been going on with their ceramics and so on through your social media as well as what's been going on with them. It really is very interesting. What is it about theirs for you that that makes it the best to use? Then, what, is there anything you how you how do you quantify that? So when when you've been applying ceramic coatings, you you get a, and 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 different manufacturers, different paints, different colours, you, you get an, an eye for how it looks and the application of the coating. It just it just comes with a little bit of experience. Um, yeah. You've both spoken to Maz. You know how passionate he is and, and how diligent he is in in finding the right product and the right ingredients and everything else. And it, and it shows mm-hmm. in the products. It does show in the products. So with my business model, I like to have two brands and my brands are IGL and Garage Therapy from a coating point of view. From a maintenance point of view, it's cost efficient and multi-use Garage Therapy maintenance products. Just just coming back to the accreditation just briefly. Yeah. Of course, Garage Therapy, again, like they have with all the products, the accreditation is quite unique. Even I haven't done the accreditation, okay? Okay. Because I don't meet the criteria yet. So the quite the criteria is quite strict, and they give it to a, an independent body in the UK Detailing Academy. Now, I could talk you through each of the other brands if you like. In the G Technic, will have you at their headquarters for a day, and you become accredited. Yeah. Okay. Um, IGL, their senior trainer comes down and spends the day with you, or you go to them for the day, talk through the products. And, and both with G-Technic as well. They they give you the information to get the best from the products and the application methods. You know, yeah. Car Pro again, is an even longer process of going to their place. Gion, I don't believe they do any of that, but nonetheless, there there is some due diligence and, and they check out the installer and they have to go through, you know, certain procedures, et cetera. But, but garage therapy, so is is doing something quite unique. So they're 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 not just they're they're not just giving their accreditation away. They they want to ensure that the person that's going to be applying that pro only coating is going to get the best from it, and the result is going to be the best result. So yeah, I, I don't mean this to turn into a garage therapy um, podcast, <laughs> but I've it's all right. We'll send him it, the bill. We've got his address. It's fine. It, it helps. Um, the IGL people, Paul and Martin, very good people. Garage Therapy, Maz and Rog, very good people. That means a lot to me um, because they value your feedback. They communicate well with you. You're, you're sort of like part of a family. Um, and the, the bonus with the products, if the products work, then that's even better. I mean, the Garage Therapy products, if you take Decon shampoo, which, you know, all of the 9.9 out of 10 cars that come into my unit all have the Decon shampoo because they're obviously either being brought into the unit for machine polishing and then coating, or it comes in for a yearly maintenance wash. I don't do valets at my unit. So the decon shampoo but then i can use it as a tire cleaner i can use the decon shampoo or i use the decon shampoo on the wheels i can use the decon shampoo as a pre-wash yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. so you know from a, a, a cost cost effective point of view 
the garage therapy products also fit the bill. So I can't speak mm. high enough of them. I, I wouldn't use them if I if they weren't good and um, and didn't work. And yeah. Maz most definitely does not give them to me for nothing. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and That's I wouldn't ask for anything. And it, and if 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 you get to speak to me in the near future, he'll tell you as well. That's that's the one thing that I don't do. I don't ask for anything. I bought a couple of their products. I emailed him and said I'd like to know more about the products. Um, I'm fortunate enough as well that he allows me to stock them so I can sell them on to my customers. Um, okay. Which is something. So when the customer has a ceramic coating, if they want to maintain their car themselves then they can buy the products from me there and then and keep coming back and buying the products. That's great. That's really, I, I think that's, that's an interesting point actually, is that, you know, there are some detailers who have a studio like yourself and they'll bring a car in for uh, a polish and a coating and so on. And then that's it. They just say, right, we'll see you in six months to a year, depending on what the, the maintenance regime is for it. Or maybe there's a guarantee on it. So they've got to come back. Um, but it's the really good ones that give you that opportunity to maybe send you away with products or give you the opportunity to buy something and say, look, you don't have to have me do it all the time for you. Here's the products I recommend that you're going to get the best out of to keep this clean and to keep it fresh and to keep that maintenance going and to prolong the life of the coating. I think that that's a big thing that not a lot of people think about. It's a good business module, that is. Yeah, well, again, that's part of it. You know, it's it's, a, it's what I call a little bit of an upsell. Um, so it, it works really well for me. I, just one other thing about the Decon shampoo. Um, when I was at Azuri, I, I become expel trained and approved and everything else with a six days worth of courses on installing paint protection film. Um, yeah. The Decon shampoo is absolutely fantastic as well um, because as important it is before you put a machine polisher on a car, it's absolutely vital that that every every ounce of dirt is removed from the vehicle's body work uh, prior to paint protection film installation as well. So yeah, uh, it, it's the best product I've found for that as well, to be honest. So, you know, um, yeah, I can't speak high enough on it. And the, the ability to be able to upsell, you know, every customer normally goes out with a quick detailer. They'll probably go out with a car shampoo. They'll probably go out with a tire serum. You know, now they can go out with a, uh, if they want the wheel shampoo, they can go out with a wheel mitt. They can go out with a wash mitt. You know, as, as the Garage Therapy brand has developed the products, uh, it's, it's easy for me to stock those. And, and if the customer wants those, then they're there. But yeah, it, it, it works with my business model well. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I've got a question. Um, yep. Actually, it's to do with products. Obviously, you, you and me, Andy, speak quite a bit. You've known me for a long time, yep. and I'm really grateful for the support. And we've been to Waxstock together, and I've been with you and Gary. What yep. have you seen in the last, let's just say, the last 12 months, obviously, since COVID and all that, what have you seen change in the actual detail in the industry regarding products uh, in the fact that quite a few brands have started to disappear um, we've seen quite a few recently disappear. Do you think it's going to be um, a tough road ahead? Do you think we're not out of the woods yet? Or can you see better things on the horizon for companies like uh, the smaller brands? Or do you think the scene brands are disappearing? I, I, I think, you know, there was uh, during COVID when everybody was at home and they was washing their own cars, there was there was a big upturn in products 
being sold. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of people thought that was easy money to, you know, go to go to one of the few manufacturers in the country, um, say I want a, a green shampoo that smells of strawberry or something, um, and bottle it. It's something that I thought of when I first opened my unit, but I quickly realised bottles, caps, labels, products, blah de blah, bottling it yourself, et cetera, et cetera. It that it was it was not viable. No, it's very um, labour intensive, isn't it? It's labour intensive for very little reward, which is what people don't realise, and this is why a lot of people have come out of it. And are, absolutely, and, and, know, like bear car care, bear be, car care is still de- still detailing, but the brand's actually gone. You know, he doesn't sell the products yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that that's the thing. That's the thing for me. It it, it was maybe a couple of years ago, maybe a little bit longer. It was the thing to do. You know, well, you've got your, yeah. you're a detailer. I bring out your own brand and everything else. But I think there's so many brands. You have you have to you have to be different. And people have tried different names, and some of them have, have some interesting names. The mm. way Maz and Roger, the, the way Maz and Roger went about it, was detailing cars themselves, using brands, and thinking this isn't working, this is the same, this is the same. They went yeah. to chemists and said, this is what we want a product to do. I'm not convinced that a lot of the brand owners really know detailing, if I'm honest. I mean, by all means, if any of those brands want to give me a call and have a discussion about it, by all means. And I'm not signaling, um, singling anybody out in particular. All I'm saying is, because of the brands that are going away, I don't, I don't think it's a, an easy market to conquer at all. Yeah. No, no. Well, this is something Paul and I had spoken about many times before, is that I think a lot of people just saw an opportunity to make a quick buck. And as you said, everyone's at home with not a lot to do. They've got a lot of time on their hands, especially last summer and the summer before. People really wanted to just have something to do, look after their car. And yes, there was a lot of just kind of jumping on the fancy name or the interesting name, the funny name, whatever. But there are so many of those brands now that if we look back, we'll find that they've all pretty much disappeared now. They've all left us. And it's very rare that you'll find one that has managed to stick it out. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's let's talk about where my unit is, Letchworth, right? So that that's the detailing capital of the United Kingdom. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah, no, um... no, listen, yeah, no, right, okay, yeah, not just because of me, obviously I'm a big part of that, but Autoglim is based in Letchworth. See, I wouldn't have known that. How would nah. I know that? I so there you go. Where they are. So I, I mentioned this to the old Speed 6 geezers the other day, On I, I, I messaged them. and, 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 and Never heard of them. Well, no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen them around somewhere. I don't know where it was. <laughs> I think it was. I think they're speed seven soon. But anyway, they they that's a rage. That's they a rage, put a Andy. post up about they they put <laughs> they put up a post about Autoglim, and I and I messaged them and said, yeah, because basically you know the the centre of detailing in the UK is in Letchworth, yeah, and they didn't quite get it either. But uh, you know, is there is there anyone been around longer than Autoglim? Well, this is it. They are one of the world's biggest brands 
Um, I know someone. They're, they're I know someone. Enormous. I know someone who's been yeah, around go longer. On. You. Go on. Andy. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's why I'm saying that Letchworth is the centre of detailing in the United Kingdom. Come on. Yes. It's obvious. And old it? people. Can, can you can you get that put on like the sign? You know, when you, you get these signs on cities that say <laughs> "Welcome to Letchworth, detailing capital of the UK." Can we get that? Can you can you appeal to the local council and see if they could add that? And then I'll underneath, try, I'll try. Twi- that's a good idea. Tw- underneath, twinned with Miles Drive. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Oh, old age pensioners' home. Yeah. <laughs> next on, next on the left by the golf course. Yeah. Honestly, you two, you two have always been like this. When you, <laughs> every time I've got a comment going on, I've got something Andy mentions, and he goes, "Oh, talk to my dad." Yeah. And then I tell Paul, and says, "Andy said something about your dad," and he says, "Oh, for Christ's sake, that old bloke." So mm. yeah, you two, you two really have something weird going on there. It's funny though because. I didn't get a chance to talk to you wax stock back in 2019. Mm. I, I spotted you from mm. a distance. Um, and you mentioned me on your video. You mentioned yeah, I me. Did. Well, yeah. I did. Well, I knew who you were. I did say, oh, nice. I, I zoomed in. I was like, Ooh. there's Paul and uh, there's uh, Alan Medcraft and uh, there's Andy from Miles Drive. Who? Alan and, who? Uh, uh, oh, sh- sh- who? He's lovely. Don't say anything about Alan. He's Who's he? Guy. Uh, and then uh, next to you was Gary, but I didn't, I didn't actually know at the time who Gary was. No, nobody does. Just this, there was, <laughs> there was this tall, chiselled bloke there, and I was just like, and he must be another detailer, but I can't know. I don't know his name, so I'm just going to leave it. Um, it wasn't until a, a short while after that I realised who he was, and I was like, that's that's him. Oh right, okay. And I felt like an idiot. So it's a good thing I didn't actually say on the camera. Mm. I don't know who he is. Um, I'm sure you would have loved that one. Yeah, but you and you and Gary know each other very well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we get on okay. Um, <laughs> Just okay. We, no, no, no. Well, we went up. <laughs> we went up with Paul to Waxstock. Um, but yeah, we're good friends. Every, That's every, good. And yeah. You're not that far away from each other, are you? No, not too far. I'm stuck in between the middle of Azuri and the Ginger Nut. Yeah. <laughs> Ginger Nut. <laughs> but you know oh, they. Of course, they both look up to me because they know who's more senior. So that's understandable. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to have to get, have Gary on for another episode and we're going to chat about this and say, <laughs> you'll never guess what Andy was saying about you, mate. He'll be listening. Oh, yeah. He'll be listening, cringing. <laughs> He'll be cringing. Yeah. But I, rem- yeah, I remember 2019 because I remember saying to Paul, because, because I, was, I was still at Azuri at the time, so I was watching the videos, but I wasn't on social media at the time. Because um, I took mm. a break from social media and everything else, and I was like, I "Paul, I remember Paul. I was saying to him, who the bloody hell is that?' <laughs> and because you had that bright orange T-shirt on, I believe, wasn't you? And um, all uh, I re- yeah, I did yeah. All, all I remember is you interviewing Paul and like looking up to the ceiling, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was just thinking, oh my god! So it it, it was after that that I then looked on YouTube and found your channel. Yeah. You know. And and then really suddenly wished you hadn't. Yeah, and suddenly <laughs> thought, I need to find another industry. Oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, nah, but, yeah, that, that was fun times as well. That's when I first met Paul at 2017 Waxstock, actually. Oh, ah. that takes me mm. back, that does. Yeah. Put a few Back when you were actually filming it there, Paul. Yeah, yes. I did film it. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I did film it. But I, I said to you before, didn't I, Specky, that I didn't want, it'd be really interesting this year because if, if it comes off, what we've got planned is obviously we hope to do a live podcast from Waxstock, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we can get people on and they can just drift in, have a quick chat and then just disappear or we just tie them up and feed them stuff um, until they mm. talk or threat, threaten them <laughs> with watching one of our channels until they talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to what we were saying, I mean, the amount of brands that were there and it was, it was, it's a huge event. We know it's a massive event and it is, is a, you call it a community. And I would like to take the opportunity mm. to thank you, Andy, for supporting a lot of people in the UK that people don't often say this, but we've got Huberto who first from Puerto Rico that we know he's mm. watches everything. And, and you were, you were like that. I mean, obviously you've got a business to run, but you do a lot of that. You, know, you support the detailing detectives when they were doing YouTube videos and stuff and you support us. Mm. And it, it's, it is one big family because it is a very, very niche industry. It's an odd industry to be in. We're not professionally in it, but we're in it in in the background. We always support it because we understand how difficult it is. I mean, I do a few cars, not many these days because of my job. Mm. But, yeah, you've provided a lot of people with a lot of help. And um, if people don't know who you are, I'm sure they can find you on Instagram and give you a follow and then see all your work. Absolutely. I mean, I, this is something I wanted to say to you, Andy, is honestly, you've you've supported my channel from relatively early, from the, the points where I was actually taking it seriously. And I always appreciate it every time you manage to drop a comment. There's so many people who watch and absorb some of the content and just drift on by and, oh, well, I watched that and I'm now going to watch the next one. And you always came by and said a little something. And really, for someone who was small coming up through the ranks, to be someone who I respected with the... the your abilities because i saw your instagram i followed you from fairly early on and seeing what you did anytime i got a positive message from you made me feel really awesome because i felt like as paul said it was a little bit of a community a little bit of a family of sorts that you know here was this old bloke coming along and saying oh sonny you've done a cracking job there (laughs) and no i just i really really loved it i've always really appreciated all of your support it's been awesome well that leads me into something that I wanted to say today as well, actually, that oh, I've had a few did you pay people... For this bit? Did you pay for this bit? Yeah, you paid yeah. for the advertising spot? Okay, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, the check's in the post. <laughs> um, I've had a couple of people... So training within the industry, okay? So mm-hmm. it, it, it's a bit like the products were two or three years ago, so everybody's jumping on the pan, bandwagon, okay? And I understand that. What... I've had a few people reach out to me and what I've offered them, and, and this, this again is out to your listeners, including you two Herberts as well, if you wanted, is that Herberts. My, my, my unit, my studio is, is, is open to all. So and anybody's welcome to spend the day with me if they want, and there's no charge for that. If, if you wanted to come back and learn more intense operational aspects of detailing then of course you're more than welcome to pay me and do that but if anyone wanted to get a feel for what it's like working in a in a in a unit and a within a detailing business the only thing i can't guarantee is that what we would be doing on the particular day that you would be there but the offer is open to people um so Again, it, it's it's something I've had a I've had a few guys that are mobile that have talked about they would like to go into a unit. Um, so I've, I've given them the opportunity to work with me and that's wicked. and to to yeah just to get a feel for it and maybe see if that's 
really what they want to do. The same with PPF as well. I've, I've gone to a few unit-based guys and, you know, we've thrown some PPF on the car, literally, and just had a play with it rather than them go and pay £1,500, £2,000 and invest into PPF. You know, they can have a feel for it themselves and see if they feel it's right for their business. And, you know, so those sorts of things it is, is a way that I've looked upon my business that, you know, maybe... I can give and, and help out as well. I mean, I, I've not yeah. got a halo. I've not got a halo above my head. Don't get me wrong, you know. But it, it gives people the opportunity. Um, Shane Silks Detailing. He come and done a couple of days with me. Um, oh no, Shane. Is it Shane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Shane. He, yeah. He yeah. Come, so he's in the process of at the moment. So he does it part time, doesn't he? He's in the process of building his own That's van. Right. So yeah. so he come to me, spent a couple of days with me. You know, we'd done some ceramic coating. He'd never coated before. He'd done minimal machine polishing. Um, so we had a little bit of a go at that. Um, and I really enjoyed it, actually. I think I think it comes from, like, you know, when I was driving instructing, the ability to be able to teach somebody how to do something and, and put it across to them so that they can understand it. Um, You're ever the uh, educator, aren't you? Yeah, well, as I say, it, it, the the invitation if anyone wants to get in contact with me and they want to spend a day at the unit um it's free of charge um just message me and they're more than welcome um it can be That's quite eye-opening it can be quite eye-opening for some people to idea, see though. i like that you know, is, i mean there's going to be there's going to be mobile valeters out there mobile detailers who are considering moving to a unit yeah. And perhaps, you know, sometimes you, you, you maybe you go and jump into it and then realize that it's not for you. You realize that you know, the unit was not a good move for you and it still works out better for you to, to be mobile. So to give them that opportunity is, is really something unique, I think, because not many other people would have that, that, that opportunity unless you've got a friend who already has it that, you know. So to offering that to everyone else, I think is is a phenomenal move. I really am impressed with that. And I'm obviously, being that it's Andy, there's going to be plentiful tea and biscuits and stories about the war. So a uh, bit of everything. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I, it, when when people are there, you know, they can ask me whatever they like. So you know, it's not just about the detailing; it's about the running costs as well and the realities of the running costs. And I, and I'm not there to scare people because you know my running costs are probably one of the most affordable certainly in the in the south anyway that there is because it's a starter unit but it gives people a, an idea it gives people an idea of the size of the unit um that they they don't need they they don't need a 10,000 square foot warehouse to be able to start you can you can you can start in a in a lot smaller space you know, it's. Uh, I think it's a bit of an eye opener for people. It was an eye opener yeah. for me when I went from mobile and I went to Azuri. It, it was. It was actually very different. Um, it's a big transition. A lot more it's comfortable. A big transition, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, huge it transition. Is, it is. Yeah. I mean, I was fortunate enough that, like I said, as we said earlier in the podcast, that you know everything was ready made for me as such. But you know, for someone else to think about. Look, this is what I didn't have to think about. I, I didn't have to think about painting the floor, painting the walls, putting a putting a floor in, putting the lighting in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was already there. It is is my unit okay? Is my unit how I would dream it to be? No, but it's usable. 
you know, and mm. you, I can, I can add, you can, it, if, I think everybody improves their unit year on year. They add things to it. You know, as you work around cars, you think I could do with this light, I could do with that light, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the opportunity, the opportunity is there for people. You know, if they want to, if they want to come and work here for the day, um, and see what it's like, see what goes on, the invitation's there. That's fabulous. That's absolutely I'll, fantastic. I, might do, well, I think I, that's a that's a really good idea. Cool. I might add, have, I might do something the same here. I might invite people down here and just show them how not to find products in a mess. <laughs> and um, I, I, show I them think how- your your tip, your top tip is how to dodge filming a particular product line for as long as possible by hiding the products at the I'm, back of your shelves. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to have told you before. I'm going to prove you wrong. I would just like to invite people down, show them a Pratt Cave, show them the limited space that's taken up with guinea pig food and bedding and uh, a rather And 11 teen pressure washers. I've moved but here's an idea way. for you, Paul. Here's, here's an yeah, idea Paul. for you. Get two or three people to come down to yours, park them on, on yeah. the gravel there, three cars, right? Because you've yeah. got enough pressure washers as well. You must have three or four or five or six pressure washers. So yep, you've got the, you could get them all to wash their own car. You give them the products. You just walk around filming it. Oh, I quite like that idea. It's been said before. I've had messages. No, it hasn't. I, no, it's my idea. No. <laughs> uh, see, I did. No, it's no, similar thing. Somebody, no. some, somebody messaged me about this ages ago. They wanted them to come down and me to give them some basic training. Now, I'm nowhere near your standards. Oh. Um, and it was it's basically to maintenance clean. And I said, what are you interested in? And they were like, yeah, I just want to learn the basics. And I was like, but because of my job, mm-hmm. since COVID, is the amount of overtime I'm doing, the amount of weekends I have to do, I just can't do it. I just can't fit it in. I can't even fit my own filming in. Hence, the turtle wax stuff keeps getting knocked back every other week. Um, so, yeah. But it is something to think about. And But I do I do love that idea. Um, the, the, the question I get the most is, um, have you got any products you want to give me? Uh, or <laughs> do which is pretty much weekly. Or can you sell me some products which I still have yet to sort out stuff? And I'm talking about brands which aren't here anymore. There is stuff at the back of the Pratt Cave that uh, you'll never yeah. see a light of day. So it's it's probably worth selling on to be honest with you. But I haven't had time to do it. Must apologise. But yeah, great idea though, Andy. I like that. Yeah, that's a wicked idea. I love I love the opportunity of getting down to the unit. I love the idea of Paul showing people how not to do things. Yep. Um, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there then, Andy. We have to thank you so much for your time. It's um, it's really been incredibly insightful, and um, and we yeah, really thanks, do Andy. appreciate all your support. We love you, mate. Not just with our socials and with our YouTubes, but with the podcast as well. It's it's really been phenomenal. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. No, it's, it's been great. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. Uh, in the meantime, if you guys have enjoyed this episode, please do let us know. Get in touch with us. We now have our own dedicated Instagram account for the podcast. It is very imaginatively entitled Specky and Paul Talk Detailing. So feel free to give us a follow on there. You can drop us any messages, any comments, questions or suggestions. Uh, in the meantime, though, thank you for listening. I've been Specky. I've been Paul. Is Andy going to do one? Uh, can can I just finish off with this? Can I finish off with this? Right, ready? No. No, li- li- ready, ready. <laughs> Go on. Listen, it's it's going to be my ending. Ready? <laughs> oi, oi, social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Do you like it? Do you That's like it? Good.
It's it seems very young for you. It's very young. All the pensioners will be disgusted with you. I have no idea who says it, but I just thought I'd say it because I hear you guys say it. <laughs> Don't think Cheers. I've ever said it. Oh, anyway, it. we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.